0: Welcome to the OA Light a Candle meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent O.A. as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Ore. Oh, My name is Ore, I'm a commercial over here. Man, uh, I'm just trying to survive the... Uh, adrenaline dump that happens just before I speak,
1: it's like,
0: oh, I wasn't supposed to say that, Uh, it's just like, boom, like the lights are on, like, ah, things are brighter, I did say I'm a compulsive eater,
1: yeah,
0: all right, let's get into it, he finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource, which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. So I read that because like, make no mis- make no mistake about it like this this whole thing is about connecting with a power greater than myself, right without that power working in and through me and around me, there's no way I can keep what I have right now. I need to start with that, because it's not about my food plan. It's not about racing exotic cars and, you know, getting raises at the jobs. It's not about, it's not about any of that, you know? It's not about looking fine in the suit.
1: <laughs> or this
0: chocolate goodness.
1: <laughs> not and you
0: know i don't want to steer people away and like make people feel uncomfortable but for me it is about god in forming a relationship with something whatever that something is whatever that something is because you know it's when i came back this time around it met me it met me i was in a desperate condition I was six months out of treatment, and I was spiraling down again and gaining weight again. I was headed back to 484, 484 pounds. But more importantly, it was dark, the darkness and the hopelessness. I was without hope. Sitting on the end of my bed, surrounded by food in the bed that I had just post it in. And I couldn't stop. I could not stop. And this is after years of being in program and knowing, you know, all this goodness here. I was back in this place, another relapse. And this time, I didn't want any part of O.A., I wanted no part. I did not want to come back here, but I know I needed something. And if this was like, you know, it got to the point where it was like, this is the best place. Like, this is the only place where I know people are dealing with what I'm dealing with, whatever, whatever my issues are with this place. I knew I needed to come back. And I started praying, praying like I never prayed before. And I asked God, I said, God, my my first prayer was, God, please just help me show up. Please just help me show up. Abstinence, like I didn't, that was not my prayer. My prayer was just help me show back up. Because I know I needed to come back. And not only did I need to show up, I needed to show up every day. And my experience in treatment, what it taught me was that I needed to be immersed I needed to treat this like treatment. And somehow, the willingness to show up came back. I didn't create that. And that's why I led the, my share with that. That's why I level set with that, because this is a God thing for me. It's, it really is. And, and you know, that's, 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 you know, what keeps me from God is me. Everything that I make up about the world uh, This whole narrative that I have set up of the way I think things should be and how they ought to be, how you should be, how you should behave. That's what blocks me from this power, right? And that's where my work is today. That's where my work is today. I'm I'm doing work in the 10th step right now, so I'm entering in the maintenance phase. Day in and day out, dealing with life. And how to accept. You know, you hear this, this slogan, life on life turn, life on life turn. What does that mean? What does that mean? For me, like I was listening to a share earlier this weekend, they're ta- they having a discussion about this guy named Chuck C. in his book. And, and some, a concept that he had in his book was live life expecting guidance. So through the work I've cleared away a lot of the narrative that I spin up of how life should be. So now I'm left with this 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 this, this in between of uncertainty of like, okay. So what like what what is it like what is it that what, what what am I what am I here for God like what is it that you want me to do in this life? What is it that you want me to do? What about my career? What about dating? What about, what about, what about, what about? And now I've been trying to practice, okay, live life expecting guidance to come. And I don't have to question it and say, okay, what is it going to look like? How is it going to come? No, I'll know when I know. See, that's the hard, like, that's hard for me to do. To just, one of my defects of character is impatience. My sponsor, he hammers that home all the time. You need to be patient. You need to be patient. Well, you know what? What humbles me is knowing the wreckage that I caused. I'm out of ideas. I'm fresh out of ideas. And, 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 and by God's grace, I was given um, a lot of time to test my ideas And I've exhausted all my ideas. And it's no coincidence that once I started following direction here, and once I, started, once, once, I, once I was shifted into that place of taking direction, I don't have the answers, I'm going to follow whatever you tell me, just thank you for letting me be back here. Once I got that, that blessing of being shifted in attitude that way, I started to get better. Look, there's not many people who can say they've lost 220 some, uh, 227 pounds. How did that happen? Well, we know, okay, I'm no longer eating in a damaging and destructive way. Right? We know that I follow a food plan where it's 80% weight and measured. All right. We know that I don't eat certain, certain alcoholic foods because they trigger a phenomenon of craving where I want more. All right. We know that I go to meetings at least five a week. We know that I talk to my sponsor at least four times a week. We know that I make calls. All right. That's the nuts and bolts of the action, but there's magic in there, right? I do all that so I can keep the rock. And that term is in fo- I used to play football. They used to say protect the rock, the football. I'm a wide receiver. The pass was thrown to me. I caught it, and now I need to protect the rock. I just, like, I want you to know, like, I, I really want you to know, it is not me that created this. This wasn't a part of Ori's plan. All those years that I was here, I had one foot in and one foot out. I showed up begrudgingly. I did this because, I, you know, oh, I had to. This is the burden I have be been cursed with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a Kapazzo. Like... Oh, that was my attitude. I didn't want no parts of this, and you guys know. Man, I've told the story many times. You know what I wanted to be. I was on my path to be a rap star, superstar producer, getting the money and the ladies, plural.
1: I wanted to get good
0: and cute and get out here slaying. (laughs) And I wanted to be the man and lord it over you, too. I wanted you to know that I'm the man. Listen to too much rap music. (laughs) That was my plan. The big book talks about having fixed ideas. We come in here with all type of fixed ideas yeah okay great okay i'm I'm following the way to measure food plans i'm losing a little, a little i'm losing a little something
1: <laughs>
0: looking on shiny light. all right but what is my relationship to how how are my relationships improving how what about these fixed ideas that I had about how life should be, how I should be? What about that? What about the transformation? What about all that? And that is like, I'm keenly aware that that's where my focus is today. Okay, how do I grow in, a, in my effectiveness In relationship to my higher power, I can't be the same guy. I can't continue. I give you, I give you a real life example right here. This is embarrassing. So Rashad booked me a long time ago. It wasn't an issue. Fast forward to today. It was raining. And I got the idea, oh, shit. I didn't say it. So I cut that off. So my fear, and this is real, and this is really embarrassing. My fear today was, oh, it's raining. People aren't going to show up to the meeting. You see, and then there's this ego about it, like, oh, if I'm going to speak, people need to come from far wide. <laughs> Because I have something to
1: say. <laughs>
0: and I was actually getting sad because it was raining. I'm praying, God, please, please, please stop the rain so people can come. Steve Ore. Oh, I had a sponsor. She she I worked with her briefly and I got this one thing from her. She was like, Oh, you want oh, the great Ore. When she said that, I was like, Yes,
1: <laughs> the
0: great aura. When she hearing another person say, "It was like that's how I feel." Like, oh, the great aura. So that's the narrative, right? That's my thinking. That's my thinking going, right? So now it's this fear, this, this disease. What's that mean? I'm separated from God. What is God? Well, God is the reality of whatever happens. If people show up or don't show up, that's God. That's the reality. Whatever that is, and that's where I have to say, you know what? God, help me align whatever with whatever. Help me be. Help me be okay. I had to make calls. I had to get real about that part of me. I talked to fellows, and they laughed. They assured me they had the same thing. And I have to sit in that place of, okay, God, your will be done, not mine. That is hard. Your will be done, not mine. That means that I have to, that, that means that I have to be divorced from this narrative that in order for me to feel loved, right? Because that's, that's basically what essentially it is. I need so many people tell me tell me I'm okay. Tell me that I'm lovable. Tell me that I'm all right. Self-loathing is a, another defect of character that I have. Because it's low self-esteem and self-loathing runs so deep, I create this narrative that I need people. I need you. I demand that you tell me that I'm all right. These unrealistic expectations. Expecting you to behave according to a script that I created, that I stamped as right, that I think I need, that's based in fear. We're far away from just the food, huh? We're far away from just the food. Now we're getting into the meat of what my issue is. They talk about selfishness and self-centeredness. I didn't want to be. Ooh, I had no awareness of being selfish and self-centeredness. I didn't have any awareness of that. Maybe I was too. I don't know. I didn't understand that. In the, the my first years, I didn't understand that. I thought it was okay. I thought it was all right. You know, chasing this. You know, trying to set myself up so I could be superior to you. I thought it was okay. To grind people up and make them feel stupid so I could feel better. Fixed idea. I thought it was okay to live like this. I didn't have any work. This was not thought it was okay. This is the best way that I could get through life. But now I've been presented with a new way. They talk about love and tolerance is our code. I won't hate you, Bernard. Don't worry. Go ahead, out. Go ahead, dog. Al. <laughs> he already told me. He already told me.
1: <laughs>
0: love and tolerance is our code. Where they teach that at? I don't know about your family, but nobody, nobody said love and tolerance is what. When did that become a virtue? Like who? who?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't want no parts of love and tolerance. That's craziness. I don't want to be a service. I don't want to be a maximum service. I
1: thought this was just about food.
0: Grandiosity. That's another defect character. That's, that's the great ore, grandiosity. The great ore. But I don't hate myself for these things. I've hated myself for too long. It's more of this is just like a leopard has spots. This is this is how I show up today. This is okay. Going through that fourth step, doing the inventory, getting to that fourth column, and seeing exactly how I show up. It really was like a, a fact-finding process. Okay, like, it's, oh, okay, this is this is how I show up. All these, you know, all these things that I conjure up to get, like, trying to arrest satisfaction out of life. Like, it's okay. It's okay. And as long as I don't have belligerent denial or closed-mindedness, maybe I can get better in these areas of life. Now, that's all gravy, right? That's all good. Emotionally, I'm changing. But some days, it really is about just being grateful for the freedom that I'm not killing myself with food. Like, let me not just gloss over that, right? Some of you may be at that, at that point right now where you're dealing with the food day in and day out. And it is kicking your butt. <laughs> I wanted to say something different.
1: <laughs>
0: I had to mute myself. Look, I don't get up thinking about, oh, I need to be abstinent. I need to be abstinent. It's, just, it's there. And I follow my food plan. I do the deal. Most days, I have complete freedom from the obsession of food. When it talks about being restored to a position of neutrality, I can't believe that that's the brand of recovery that I have. I don't fight it. That alone is an incredible gift. Being willing to follow my food plan, not playing outside the lines, and being willing to take direction is a gift. When my dietitian said she was going to reduce my grain intake to a half cup of rice, for dinner, holy crap,
1: <laughs> a half cup,
0: four ounces of meat. Do you know what four ounces looks like? Do you know what a half cup of rice looks Mostly you don't know what a half cup of rice looks like. Let me just tell you, it is small. The miracle, I freaked out. And we talked about it. I talked to my sponsor about it. I talked to guys about it. And I did it. The next miracle, I am okay with it. It feels good to be free from just the addiction. And I treat it just like alcohol. You know, I do. So, this is where the butts get tight. I'm going to go here. (laughs) And this is just my experience. I need clear, bold lines around my food. I need clear, bold lines. I need to know what I can eat. I need to know how much of it I can eat and when I can eat. And I don't get to make up the rules. So I don't have, a, you know, I, somebody said at the birthday party, I mean, an abstinence is breakable. You're walking on the edge. You can break it. I can break it. If I decide, oh, I'm going to have an extra cup of rice, that's breaking it. That's me playing the rules. That's, I mean, breaking the rules. That's me taking control. That's me thinking that I know better. I can't do that anymore. I'm a, I'm a serious case of compulsive overeater. Not everybody has my particular experience. Not everybody got to a weight where they couldn't wipe themselves or take a shower or maintain their hygiene. Not everybody was a shut-in in their house. I'm an extreme case. I wouldn't give my approach to everybody because it may kill you. I would, like, beat it and she did what I did. It, 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 no, it probably wouldn't work for her. I don't know. But I'm just saying, I just want to say that to... I'm not pressing what I do on you, but I need clear bold lines. If you're like me, if you're on, if you're out there listening, you may need a more disciplined approach. Hey, but for me, my food doesn't get a little wonky. Like sometimes in programs, I'm like, and this program is like, dude, we we making this sound too cute. (laughs) My food got a little big.
1: <laughs> it's too cute. Like it, it sounds
0: cute, doesn't it? With my food got a little wonky. Now hold up. Am I using or am I not? Look, I did the no sugar, no flour thing, but here it is. I'm making a sweet potato pie with agave. What?
1: So. <laughs> what part of the
0: game is that? I'm doing a no sugar, no flour, but I'm over here eating, you know, whatever I want. That's crazy. I don't want to be crazy. Let me just go back to, I was given this way. If I've heard people talk about weight and measure, and it was like,
1: like, like, like No.
0: No, nope, no, nope, no, nope. I wanted my food I want no don't take away my food, I want my drug. I want my drug i don't get to. I don't get to make the rules anymore. That's dangerous business, and what I've learned from that is not only do I can't make the rules when it comes to the food. I can't make the rules when it comes to life. That's what ultimately the lesson is for me. I need to take direction and be open to guidance. Because left to my own devices, I make my life unmanageable. Left to my own devices, if my boss doesn't speak to me, in the morning, that means he doesn't like me. That means that he's gonna—he's trying to set me up to fire me. <laughs> Left to my own devices, I need to do everything and anything to make you love me. Let me also level set here. I'm only two two years and eight months into this recovery. And I have a fellow who reminds me, you're still a newcomer until you're five years into this. If we look at it through treatment, like usually a good treatment program, you go in for a year. And then once you're out, you go to IOP for a period of time, that's intensive outpatient, and then you're turned loose into the world. So if I look at it from that perspective, I'm just now getting out, living on my own. I'm a baby when it comes to this spiritual way of life. I'm a baby. I do not have it figured out. There are still some days where my neighbor has to park four cars on the street and I want to poke out their tires. (laughs) I want to buy a new car just so I could park it in front of my house so they can't park in front of my house. I'm a baby. And I have have all types of absurd ideas. Right? But I will say this. I'm having fun right now. I'm having fun. that dark cloud that used to just hover over me And infect everyone in my life is no longer there. When people call me, I say yes, I show up, I participate, and I'm having fun. I'm enjoying being me. It's scary, some things, it's challenging, other things, but I am finally feeling like, okay, yeah, this is the deal. This is the deal. Yeah, another example I'm going to toot, toot my own horn I have some loved ones here people that I absolutely adore well first off w- one of my boys he told me he was like you know maybe you need to start setting things up maybe you need to start inviting at first I was like huh? no, I get invited I don't invite
1: <laughs> then
0: somehow maybe through the course of the meditation or something I get the idea like, hey you know what I'm speaking. My boy got his candle today. Let's go out to dinner afterwards. And I started to organize a little group to go to fellowship. Who the hell is that? Who is that? I want to connect. I want to be a part of it. Let's make this a party. Who is that? I like think this is just this is one example of how And then I have to deal with the fear of what about people don't show up? But this is life. I'm living. And I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. Look, I didn't talk about the steps really here. Uh, Maybe a little bit. I wanted to go through them sequentially, but whatever, that plan was just out. If you want to work, If you wanna talk, if you're struggling, if you like please let's talk. Let's talk. I can't I can't keep what I have if I don't if I don't give it away, if I don't be a part of like this I wanna wrap it there. My throat is a little bit parched. Oh, okay. All right, here you go. So it's all about you now. Questions. So, what is my morning routine? Um, I get up about four o'clock, four fifteen, and I'm usually at work about five o'clock, five fifteen. Um, I do about seven minutes of meditation um, in the morning, and uh, some days, like a lot of days, I call my sponsor in the morning. Um, and I also listen to, uh, I'm sorry, I listen to a phone meeting um almost days during the week, just to get my mind right. Um, so I'm about, what, 75, 80% on that. There are some days I'm just like, you know what, I don't want to sit still, I don't want to meditate, or I don't want to hear the people on that meeting, like, you know, but I'm about 80, 20 right now. Somebody's going to ask the question, what's your relationship with God? No, no. Sorry.
1: How's your relationship with God? <laughs>
0: like, different
1: this recovery than, than your,
0: your last? Mm. Okay, so how's my relationship with God? You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't really know what God is. It's something. And what I do know is I know me. After doing the inventory, after you know, seeing my defects of character, after seeing how I show up, I know how I react and that's what I do to work on. And if I can like navigate through that, God is whatever else. God is reality, right? God God is that that other thing that's not all the craziness that I that I make up. I don't know if that makes sense. But that's 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 where I'm at with it right now. Talk to me when I'm no longer a newcomer. Maybe it'll change, maybe it'll go off. Oh what are my my meetings like? I average about three to five phone meetings, and I show up. I have about uh, maybe three to four face to face meetings. Yeah, and I know that sounds like a lot, but it's this just, is just what I do. So integrated in what I do, and it takes a village to raise me. like I, I need constant interference because I, I, I you know I can make up a, a great narrative real quick. How has recovery helped me navigate, navigate tough situations at work? One of my biggest tools is talking it through with others In inventory, you know, constant inventory and talking it through with others. It doesn't mean the situation doesn't change. I mean, the situation rarely changes, but I, what I find is I can go through those situations a little bit more gracefully. Um, and that doesn't mean that I still bump, you know, I, don't, I you know, I, I can get into bumper cars with anybody, but I just know if I continue to work through and show up, I get navigated through. And it may not look like exactly how I want it to, but it's a lot more peaceful. Okay, how do I deal with fear of hunger when food plantations changes or when food is taken away? Look, there's no, I'm not going to nice, like, I'm not going to nice, nice you. It's going to be, it's going to be painful. I I was birthed through pain, like so. When, it, it, look, I know what it is. I know what that that pain feels like. There's no way around it. You got to sit through it. You got to sit through it. And for me, that means you know I may have to text, I may have to call, and it may maybe a lot of calls. Like connection is a great supplement, or no, better. I'm sorry, a substitute. Connection with others. I don't know why that works, but it, that saved me. And it continues to save me. Connection with others. When I want to eat, texting somebody, calling somebody, showing up to a meeting, like being a part of. And it's going to be painful. At least for me it was. My pink cloud points expired a long time ago. What what, what brought me in the OA the first time? My mama. Yeah. She brought me in when I was at the wee age. wee age of 13. Back in the hood, there was a bunch of ladies talking about whatever. I, I, didn't, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what was going on. I thought it was just a social gathering. And then, you know, she brought me back at 16, 17. That's when I really had some issues with weight in high school. And uh, I left, had to come back on my own when, uh, when I realized I had an issue. So,
1: yeah, I'm done. <laughs>